Our guidebook provides all the answers you never knew you sought on a variety of topics. While we may not have any credentials, expertise, or formal training on the topics we address, we do have some amusing anecdotes, and who knows, maybe you'll learn something along the way. This is what we call the Definitive Guide, and we are the Von Kuhlbergs. In this episode, the Von Kuhlbergs discuss dating. This episode may contain some adult language and themes. I remember taking a girl out on a date in college uh, over the summer, and uh, I went back to her house, and she said, do you want to come in? And I said, well, I do have to take a piss. <laughs> Literally, I think I said that. <laughs> so you're saying, and after that, did you go out with her again? Never. Good after, good good morning, really. Good morning. Well, it depends on what time zone, but um, currently in this time zone, it's before noon, so before good noon. morning, Armand. Good morning, and today you are? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Casper. All right, Casper von Kuhlberg. Casper von Kuhlberg, reporting for duty. Right. And how are you? How was your weekend? We it's a mon it's a Monday that we're doing this on. Uh, how how was your weekend? Um, my weekend was une- like always uneventful, I guess. Yeah. The kids, uh, my kids had their spring fling, the kind of formal dance this weekend, and uh, both have uh, girlfriends, and neither went to the dance. They just went out with groups of people. So that's apparently the thing: is nobody goes to the dance. Really? Yeah. Huh. I um I my my history with dances is is long and sorted. I don't have any really positive <laughs> experiences. They all sort of went they went poorly. You are you talking about high school dances? High school, middle school, any sort of formal dance. Uh, I guess college fraternities. Some of those dances uh, were were better than others. Well, is there is there some story around dances that didn't go well that you want to share? I was just thinking about my prom. Um, my the <laughs> I don't know exactly how I ended up having. Two dates for my prom, which sounds like it might be a, a good thing, but really neither both those dates expressed that they really didn't want to go with me, but they didn't have an alternative, so they were willing. So my first date, um, she she was willing to go until she could stay out till ten thirty, and then my second date knew that I had another date, but since the second date didn't really want to go with me either, she was fine, and she just met me at ten thirty. And we hung out till um, like all night, and it was just awkward and uncomfortable. 
So this was senior year? This was my senior year. And I should say that immediately following, like not the next day, but within like three days, my second date uh, was be, was checked into an inpatient facility for mental health problems. Was that evident to you when you were at prom? But, you know, she was, uh, of the two... Like, I think I actually liked her better. Um, like, she was, we were friends. She was friend. Like, I enjoyed her company, but she clearly, yeah, had a lot of things going on. I did, I went and I even went and visited her and her inpatient facility. Um, and I tried to keep in touch with her, you know, over the, we went away to school. Like, I, I would occasionally give her a call or see what's up, but it became clear that she either had no interest or no capacity to continue um, our, our friendship. So I, I let it go. I read the writing on the wall. And what was the, what was the rationale from the first girl who, who says I can go with you to prom, but I only till 1030. Uh, well, she had a curfew, but she also <laughs> didn't want to really be out with you later. She made it clear. She's like, yeah, I really like somebody else, but that somebody else is going with their girlfriend. So I'll <laughs> hang out with you till 1030. And I was like, all right. I didn't really have a lot of, so, so I waited until the very last week to ask anybody and I really wasn't going to ask anybody. And then my friends were all like, you got to go with somebody, do something. I'm like, all right. Um, but the the 1030 switchover between the two really put a wrinkle in most plans. Although I was able, so we went to the dinner for the first one. And then uh, we went down, uh, I don't even remember where I was, wherever it must have been downtown. We went to the dance and then I came back and then we all snuck down to this beach and... Uh, everybody just hung out at the beach and I hung out with the second of my platonic dates from 1030. <laughs> so it wasn't a good, wasn't a good experience. I, when I tell it, I really should just stick with, yeah, I had two dates and not go any further. Well, I, I mean, I don't think I would have let that just sit there without asking some <laughs> questions, but, but you, you know, it sounds like you actually had an okay time. I mean, obviously it wasn't a romantic evening for you but did you not have a, a decent time uh it was yeah you know what it was i i my friends uh that i that i went with were enjoyable you know everybody was kind of funny and stupid and um and now that i think about it <laughs> this wasn't an official date somehow i ended up watching i don't know we had to go watch the sunrise on the beach with a third date but it was also a not <laughs> It's also a platonic thing, so it was fine overall. Nothing, nothing terrible happened, but um, you know, it was it wasn't probably how I envisioned prom when I was younger. I guess I, I, I don't think I really had much of a vision of prom. When I think back to high school, I feel like my memory of it is that I was just blindly wandering through the desert like <laughs> like how did i i not had i had no forethought about anything like i was just always oh. maybe that's not true maybe that's not the reality but that's my recollection is like i didn't think about prom i didn't think about college i didn't i just was like there and yeah and not in a good way 
I was I was not a, I was miserable in high school. First, I was I was not a good student, um, and but I tested well. Like I was one of those underachieving kids. But I was miserable, and um, it was a constant source of stress at home because my mom was was furious with me all all the time, and um, and, and she was not very. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very supportive. I remember telling her, like, Mom, I don't really like school. And her response was, well, you know what? Drop out and be a shoe salesman. Why waste all this time and money? And then I would have nowhere to go with that. <laughs> so I would just stop talking. That's very supportive of her. Um, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think my senior prom was my first girlfriend. You you were she was your girlfriend prior to the prom, or you fell in love at prom? Um, right before prom, we started dating. She, so it was a girl that I had known for a while through through high school, and never thought anything about her. And then it was the summer before senior year that we worked together at a day camp, and I remember seeing her that summer and and like doing a double take and like what whoa. Like I never, that's, I, I know this person, but how come I've never noticed this person before? Um, and I don't know if it was her or me that changed. Um, but uh, so we had started dating right before prom. And so I was very much into her by the time prom had gone. And it was a very fun time. And then through, and then we had all the graduation stuff that we were together and, um, it was a, I think from a dating perspective, it was a pivot point for me at that time of my life. And it, it's kind of interesting because I think I went, it helped me move forward and backwards, uh, after it, the relationship ended. Really? How did you, how did you move forward? Well, so I think prior to that, I struggled with confidence when it came to women. Yeah. And I don't know what that's from or or where where that generates from but like i was very confident when it came to my friends and guys and whatever but when it came to women i was always i think struggling to try to be what i thought they wanted from a guy and not be myself and then once i was with this high school girlfriend i was very much myself and very much enjoyed it. And then when we broke up because we went to school in different places and uh, tried to maintain that didn't work, then I went probably not only back to being lack of confidence, but even more so. Like I, I questioned everything. I had no confidence, What completely shot my confidence. And, wow. and that lasted for a long time um, and was also the reason behind many, many bad dating stories that I could. <laughs> oh, well, such a so really, well, you got to give us some after that. <laughs> well, and unfortunately, um, I don't know that they were bad and funny. They were more bad and pathetic, which <laughs> makes for Why less interesting. It makes for a less interesting podcast. But um, <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're even aware of some, like I, there was a girl that was friends with a girl you dated yeah. at college and I liked her. I wasn't like in, enamored with her, but I thought she was really cute. And we went on a date and came back to our apartment and 
either I completely misread all the signs or I was just oblivious. I, I don't really know what was going on, but um, ended up just it, taking her home like it, late at night. And, and later she told <laughs> your girlfriend and you told me like that she was very surprised that I just offered to take her home. Uh. Um, and that was pretty much, I think, status quo for me was <laughs> missing any potential signs. I remember taking a girl out on a date in college uh, over the summer, and uh, I went back to her house, and she said, do you want to come in? And I said, well, I do have to take a piss. <laughs> Literally, I think I said that. <laughs> So you're saying, and after that, did you go out with her again? Never. <laughs> so that's so surprising. Yeah. <laughs> and I had gone out with her like twice. So it wasn't like that wasn't the first date. It was like the second or third date, maybe. Wow. And and again, I don't know if it was lack of awareness or I, I think it was a lack of awareness. I don't. It wasn't like a callousness. I wasn't like trying to be rude. I was oblivious. Yeah, but you, you, and for, also let me stay for the record before I say anything that I was a neurotic mess myself. So I'm certainly not saying this from any vantage point of like somebody who did it right. But I, I do remember you, and I didn't really watch it. You more like told me about it. I do remember you telling me sort of like after college, at some point, you, you did a lot of work on yourself and you, you seemed like you conquered all those things. After college, yeah, it's, I don't know exactly when it was, but um, I thought you started, yeah, you started like addressing all that stuff. You actually, well, the big change, you started drinking coffee in the morning. That I think had a lot of had a positive impact on you. You told me, yeah, I drink coffee. I'm much happier in the morning. I, I mean, I don't, I don't recall working on myself, but I, I know that when I got married the first time. I was in a very comfortable headspace at the time. And I think I was more comfortable in my own skin. And I think I was uh, being more natural and less worried about what kind of persona I was trying to play or, or be. And I think the result was um, I found somebody, I connected with somebody and, yeah. and, and I think that would, to me is the key. And that's kind of the stuff I tell my kids, but I have plenty of stories of scenarios where I wasn't, or that wasn't happening. I remember probably more than you do because you sort of left me behind. As I, I, I continue to, to you know, be where I was, and you seem to be doing much better. So it's I from went, a position of envy. Yeah, I mean, I went through. So when we're we're both in our fifties, so when I was in my twenties, it was kind of the early state of online dating was out yeah. there and yeah. uh, i remember using jdate and match.com and, and these were early days to try to connect with people and had some and i again back to this confidence thing wasn't confident enough in myself that when i walked into a situation that was bad that i would not only would i not leave i would still pursue it like because like well i'm not good enough to get anybody better so 
<laughs> that's always the worst. That's the worst. So I had this this one person I remember meeting online, and prior to meeting, she said, "Who do you look like? What what um celebrity or famous person do you look like?" And so, who do you think I, I might have come up with, especially then, not now? But uh, I don't I gotta... know. I mean, you know, I've I've never thought you were an unattractive person. I thought you were a unique, like you know, I don't know anybody that I think you look like. Like I'm trying to think, who would I say that I don't know? Actually, <laughs> the first year I met you when you had a mullet, that was there was some people that I don't know who you would look like. So in my 20s, somebody that I worked with who was like my mom's age, right? So she, they treated me like it said that she thought I looked like Noah Wiley. Oh, well, he's a handsome man. Sure. And, <laughs> and so that's what I told this person, this, this oh. girl that I went. I said, I, I've been told that I look like Noah Wiley. Okay. And I said, who do you look like? And she said, Princess Diana. Oh. So when we get, we meet, we, we get together, we meet like at a coffee shop. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the first things she says was something to the effect of, um, you said, people told you you look like Noah Wiley? And I said, yeah, somebody has said that. And she said, they were being kind. <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. That's terrible. Within the first five minutes <laughs> of of meeting. That's that's terrible. Did did she look like Princess Diana? Not at all. Not at all. But because I was so weak as a as a person, I didn't not not only did I not say anything back like, oh, you don't look like Princess Diana. I also didn't say like, well, then if this isn't working, goodbye. I, I sat there and just like tried to make the best of the situation. I had no reason. I, I didn't have to sit there. It wasn't like I was in an assignment. Yeah. Uh, and and I think I probably even sent her a message afterwards. <laughs> what did it say? Do you want to? You want, what what would you say? Yeah, that? just like uh, you know, let me know if you want to get together again or something like oh. that. I was like, no, <laughs> like like <laughs> how how much more clear could she have made it? Yeah, I I, I I remember a turning point for me when I finally I finally decided that um, I, <laughs> I I remember actually like because I I have a lot of those <laughs> as well where I'm like, what was I thinking? I went on a date. With a woman, and I couldn't remember. I remember her name. All I know is I thought she was she was beautiful, and I remember being surprised she wanted to go on a date with me. and And we went out, and we went to a restaurant, and the entire evening was just talking about her. And then, and then she she started talking about a should she or should she not buy a $500 belt? And this is when we were in our, you know, that was a lot of money. Back then. And she just kept going on and on about how good she looked in it and how it really accentuated her appearance, like going on and on. And 
we were in uh, a taxi and we, should, we were going back to her house and she was she was continuing on and on and she actually invited me to go up to her her room and I said no I couldn't and when she left I threw her number out the window because I didn't trust myself to not call her like what <laughs> in her day like I knew if I kept that no I would hit a low where I'd be like oh you know what everybody talks about a five hundred belt dollar belt for three hours uh, and so I threw it out and that I mean I certainly didn't have any turnaround I wasn't in a good space but I think that that was basically that was my bottom I'm like I I can't do this, this yeah but your bottom but you were self aware enough to throw the number away. <laughs> because I knew if I had it, I would be like, you know, and it, and it could have come that very next night. Like I wasn't like, I, you know, the next time I'm like, God, I have a, I, I need to go on a date. Uh, oh, you know what? There's that woman with the $500 belt. Her number's still in my pot. So I, I threw that out. But I have a lot more of those where I, like you, where I, I terrible, terrible things happened to me. I, uh, I was not a good dater. What, what kind of terrible things? Well, you remember the poetry slam, right? Which you did, you did not necessarily enjoy. So I was doing the poetry slam the night I was there by myself, and I met I met this woman in the poetry slam that I thought we were sort of had similar interests, and I really liked her. We spent like the whole night just talking um, at at the Green Mill, and stayed there pretty late. And then she's like, "Call me like you know later this week. Let's go out again." She gave me her number. And when I went to call her, she wrote on the back of my notebook where I kept all my poems. She wrote six digits and a seventh, like the di seventh digit was this like scrawl. <laughs> and I'm like, what? God damn it. And like, what do I do now? So then I started calling every combination. Like there's only nine, there were really 10 choices, I guess. So there's only 10 choices. And so I'm calling and then I narrowed it down to like to two. And I just kept calling both and listening to the voicemail and trying to, uh, trying to figure out which one was, was her. And I listened. I spent all this time because I like, this is just my luck. It'll, I'll end up meeting like the, person of my dreams I'm supposed to be with and I lose out because I can't I can't leave a voicemail message so I finally figured out like I I guessed like it's got to be this one I just kept listening I'm like I my gut is saying it's this this person ends up sick so and I wasn't leaving any messages so I finally called her and then I'm like I got the voicemail beep and I'm like hey this is Armand we met at the poetry slam and all of a sudden she picks up she's like I know who it is You've called me 19 times in the last hour, you freak. Don't ever call me again. And I'm like, what? what? Uh -uh. And then she hung up because it was right at the onset of caller ID. Caller ID wasn't even a th like, I didn't even know what it was. And somewhere out there, I believe in a parallel life, like that's the person I married. <laughs> It never occurred to you that she would know that you called that many times? No, never. Not one time. Not a single time. I just remember calling. Uh, that that sounds like a George Costanza story. <laughs> well, those are those are the those are the bulk of my stories. I have I have a I, lot of stories like that. I, I had so you made me think of a couple of things. So I, I once worked with this woman. She was like a client, and she was roughly my age. 
a little, maybe a, a little older. I was in my twenties and I thought she was really cute. I really liked her. I really liked talking to her. And she called me like, after I knew her for about a year, she called me and she said, um, I forget what my name is. Your name is Casper. Casper. Um, Casper, um, I have something that I'd like to talk to you about. Would you like to meet for dinner? Oh. And I said, yes. absolutely. And the long story short is we get to dinner and we're talking and she starts her pitch for Amway. She works for Amway. <laughs> which for our younger audience members is a is not a scheme it's a legitimate company kind of like Avon um, but it is a pyramid marketing type of an organization where you sell products and then the people who you get to sell you also get a cut of what they sell so she just basically wanted me to to sell wow Amway for her and I was I, like I don't know if my what my face looked like but like I was like kind of excited sitting there talking to her and then she launched an Amway and I, in, in my mind, my face just kind of melted oh, into disappointment. That uh, and you didn't sell the Amway, right? I never talked to her again, I don't think. At, at your decision or? Yes, at my decision. Well, that's good. Well, I think she she also realized I wasn't going to sell it and probably... When you, when you're doing that, you got to know that the people who who don't pick you up, you're burning those bridges. <laughs> and she probably didn't care. <laughs> but I I had another, and, and so yeah, I'm also thinking of all the early ages of online dating. And I don't know if you yeah. remember, but there was like the reader, and yeah. you would you would do phone messages. So you would right. as as an advertiser, leave a message. Hi, I'm Casper. I'm I'm 26. I like long walks on the beach and blah, blah, blah. And people would call and listen to your little pitch. And I met somebody through there. And she was only in town for some amount of time because she was from New York and she was only here working, but she wasn't going to stay. But I was like, oh, maybe that's perfect, right? Like it's a short-term right. relationship. <laughs> and she was one of the worst people I've ever met in my life and was the snobbiest um, and she wasn't even pretty and she, there was nothing nice about her. And I remember the argument where I, I said something about like, I had read an article where these barnacles were getting on ships in Lake Michigan. And she's like, what are you talking about? Those are from the ocean. And I said, yeah, they, they migrate to the great lakes. And she's like, Lake Michigan is a lake. It's not an ocean in New York. We have an ocean. And she was calling me dumb that I was like a, a hick because she thought that Chicago was like the sticks. <laughs> and I just was like, okay. Like, and I, again, probably called her back afterwards, but, <laughs> but later I had to like <laughs> research the fact that I am indeed right. Like the lakes do connect through, through like um, Lake Huron to the uh, rivers to, the ocean and, and stuff like that does happen, but she was yeah. such a horrible person. And I still ended up probably calling her back. Um, that reminded me, you know, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, we went on a joint reader date. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> so, so we, uh, you had me be the person that called. 
and I called. There was two women, and they were like uh, room. I believe they were roommates, and I had been talking to this one, the woman who placed the ad for on and off. Like we actually had a long conversation. I sort of liked her, like her personality. I hadn't met her, and we met. The four of us met. And when we all got together, you know, I think that it was sort of the expectation that the woman I had been talking to was going to be my date and the other woman was going to be your date. Okay. <laughs> but the woman I had been talking to, like something had happened to her. She was so miserable and unpleasant when we were all, <laughs> we were all out that... Uh, the other woman said something about like, "Do you want to go play pool?" She was like, and she said it to you. I'm like, I'll go, and I went to play pool with her and left you at the table with that miserable, that miserable woman. And I went on and proceeded to date uh, the woman that I played pool with for like a year and a half. I, I have no memory of that. Yeah, <laughs> you were you were not you were not happy. <laughs> And the the other uh, the other the woman that I played pool with, she was yeah, she was nice. Huh. Well, I guess I'll just add that to my pile of bad dating stories. <laughs> I don't even. I have so many I don't even remember them. You don't even remember them. I just remember how how we were fighting over like we were. It was like no, don't. Then you were like, don't leave me at the table. <laughs> this woman, I'm like, yeah, sorry. There's huh. no way. I'm actually surprised. Uh, and, but the interesting thing was the two women were roommates. Hmm. So that made it a little awkward at first. When but, you would see her later? Uh, she made it a policy never to be there when I was over, which we were fine for. And then she moved out shortly thereafter. I don't think it had anything to do or had very little to do with, with that date. Hmm. But she was a miserable person. Well, I had a, a switch then in in my dating experience when I re-entered the market after getting divorced. Really? And, I, and so I think a few things had changed. One was there was a whole lot more online dating options, things like the reader, which was really an awkward experience <laughs> to deal with the, the phone call thing. It was just weird. Um, those had kind of gone away and there was more online sites and I really had the the kind of mental space where I didn't care like it was like this is what it is if you don't like me too too bad um I'm just I'm not here looking for a long-term relationship I just want to have some fun with somebody and as a result I think that completely turned things around for me yeah and I and I think it was a much, much more successful experience at that point. Huh. Which is. Yeah. I've never had that. I've never experienced that. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's actually even how I met my current wife. I met her online. And at the time I was still married, I was separated. And we still, she and I still talk about it because she says I misrepresented things because I said I'm I'm almost divorced. And I think at the time I'd been like a year. I had been separated for a year and we had filed for divorce, but we hadn't things hadn't finished. And I think I thought I was almost done. It ended up being over another year 
before my divorce actually happened just because wow. that's how the, some divorces, many divorces work Yeah, is they are not simple and easy, um, especially when there's kids involved. And so, um, but her whole thing was, I don't want to date you because you're married. And I remember kind of like my don't give a crap attitude was like, well, I'm not, I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm just talking about going out for dinner. I'm talking about having a good time. Like, don't you, you have so many friends that you're not, you're not willing just to go out to dinner with somebody like, you know, so what do you have to lose? If you don't like me, what do you, you've maybe had a nice dinner wow. and she, she bought it. She bought into it. <laughs> I just like that, that phrasing that she bought into it sort of implies that, that there was like a, maybe you were pitching something. I, I was, yeah. I mean, I was because I was pitching her going out with somebody who was not really available at the moment. <laughs> because even though I, I certainly wasn't connected to my ex-wife, I wasn't really available to, I was still living in that house oh. with my ex. Like I, I, I was, I didn't of, know that. I didn't know that. So you guys, you were living together. Yeah. Because I couldn't move out until, right. Until things were kind of progressed enough. Cause otherwise you're, you're termed like abandoning your, your household and things like that. So I sold her, I sold her a a book of goods, a bill of goods. Well, uh, you know what? It was, it's it's quite a, it's quite, the goods are good, I guess. I I don't know about that. I don't know what she would say about that either, but (laughs) I made a terrible mistake. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't, I have I I'm still I'm still on my first marriage. Well, the second time around will be much easier for you. Yeah, that's what that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Although at I I think the older you get, the less likely it is to get married again. I don't know that I have the first of all all my weird eccentricities and things like that. I think I'm now too self-conscious to ever let anybody see them. Like that, like I couldn't imagine going through that phase where I'm trying to get someone, and I don't know that I would want to do that with somebody else. So maybe it's just me. Well, but keep in mind that I mean the the people you would be dating are are likely going through something for the, at least the second time themselves as well. That's true. Maybe I could call that woman with the five hundred dollar belt. Yeah, see if she's around. I'm some. I'm sure some poor sap. <laughs> it's still listening to her stories about five hundred dollar belts. Uh, you know, if she was that good looking. She's an influencer now, and uh, she she models. She gets belts sent like that to her just to try them on. Yeah, if she if she's that pretty, then she's she, she suckered some poor soul into. <laughs> she was pretty enough that I couldn't believe. That, that's all. I, I still like part of why I stood there for the many hours is like. I, I can't believe she wanted to go out. I've never gone out with someone that's physically attractive. I can't believe she'd be interested. And then it dawned on me over a period of time. Like, oh, this is why. Because there's nothing else. <laughs> there's nothing else there. Hmm. So, but I'm going to cling to the fact that I threw her. I mean, it was like a, a drug addict flushing drugs down the toilet. So not to, to you know, abuse them later. But I did it. Well, uh, for the for the time being, I think we're probably both in a good spot where we don't need to be out there dating. 
Right. Uh, some days I wish I was. But... Yeah. Well, and I'm too terrified. My wife would shoot me. So <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm here for the duration. Right. Right. Well, I got a nice conversation. <laughs> it was a, ple a pleasure as always, Casper. Armand, um, until the next time, we'll come up with some other topics. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Always. And now I have to follow up with you uh, offline about who these people were that I that apparently I was. All right. I know. <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care. You tell Armand out. Bye.